It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. I sell blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. Three guests with me this week. We've got MCFC pragmatist Nick Goldstone. Hi, Nick. Hi. Uh, we've got the ever-popular Lisa Rabinowitz. Hi. And a debut, making her debut, a very warm welcome to Sarah Messenger. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have you on. Um, we always start with new guests who are talking about kind of early memories. Uh, I guess it was Main Road, I assume. Uh, kind of, kind of favourite players. I don't know if you remember your first game. So take us back to those early days. I think your dad, Big big Blue as well. That's where you get it all from. Absolutely. I wish I was young enough to have seen my first game at the Etihad, but it, I'm not. So I definitely saw it at Main Road. Uh, my dad, Big Blue, born in Moss Side. So obviously a local team for him. Uh, I started going about, I was about six uh, and it wasn't long till he enrolled me in the Junior Blues, as they used to be called. I remember being on a few floats uh, in my youth. Um, and we had a season ticket in the Platte Lane end. Uh, wooden so seats, wooden, 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 seats, wooden benches. Yeah. Wooden yeah. seats, good language, yep. uh, no violence, all the kind of things that you grew up with. Kind of the, the family stand, I think. Yeah, the family was, stand, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the early, yeah. early days of yeah. the family stand at the Platte Lane. And right. that was just me dad, it wasn't it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm afraid that's when my devotion to City started. And kind of favourite players in, in, in those days? Do you remember the early days who I were your heroes pin-ups on the wall and all that stuff well i just about saw the sort of end of colin bell's career you did and i loved him yeah and i loved dennis stewart and i loved peter barnes well, well, we've had both of them on the show, actually, in the past. So, oh. uh, so yeah, we'll have to try and get them back. Yeah, you will. Absolutely. We'll have to see. <laughs> very, very good. Well, listen, fantastic. And, and one other thing, you also played the game as well. I know when we were chatting, um, it was uh, John Brown who put us in touch from Canal Street Blues, and we might talk about them in a second. Okay. But in terms of your playing career, just to talk us through that as well, because you, you've played a bit yourself as well, I believe. Yeah, well, I, when I, I started playing with the lads who lived on our estate um, and loved playing football, but... Uh, in those days, sadly, there wasn't the kind of facilities there are for young girls to play football now. I mean, I'd have been in heaven if we'd had a Manchester City women's team like we do now. 
So played until I was about 14, 13, 14, and then uh, boys decide that they don't want to play with girls at that age, or at least they did in the 70s. So uh, yep. my football career sort of stopped for a bit. But then when I moved to London, after I'd been to university, I thought, no, I'm going to take it up again. So I started playing again and played for various teams until I hung up my boots. What position? What, 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 well, so all over? <laughs> I flatter myself that I was quite a good footballer, but it may just be that there was nobody else that was willing to play anywhere. So I actually have played goalkeeper, centre-half, centre mid and up front but favourite position not in the same game not, not in the same not in the same well actually probably two or three in the same game <laughs> I've gone to favourite position up, up, up front of yeah, course of course of course we know that <laughs> fantastic uh, well listen if, if other I don't know if other LGBT city fans are around and, and they want to sort of get in touch join Canal can you, can you join is it, a, is it a Facebook group or so with the Canal Street Blues how does it work there How'd is be- so the whole thing has been coordinated by a brilliant guy called John Brown um and there are about 15 members at the moment from the LGBT community. Uh, we get together before games. We get tickets together when we, when we go to games, particularly away games. Yeah. And it's just a fantastic way to meet other LGBT fans, yeah. and also, but also enjoy going to the game and not feeling like you're on your own, et cetera, et cetera. So if anyone's interested, I would encourage them to get in touch with John through contact at canalstreetblues.co.uk. Right. It'd be lovely to meet you and for you to join the group. Well, thank you. And John's a great, great uh, uh, friend of the show. He's often retweeting our stuff and liking stuff, so we appreciate that. And, and, and really good to have you here. So we're going to get on with the show. But before we do that, uh, just to remind you that the Man City show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Bet £5, get £20. And if you deposit £5, Ladbrooks will add another £20 to your account. And you can get this offer by following the link at bet.citypodcast.net. Um, so should we talk about... Um, the patient, never really in doubt, victory against Burnley on Saturday. The sort of game that we might not have won last season, Lisa, would you say? Potentially yeah. as one of those banana skin games against a team like Burnley? Definitely. Last season, I think that would have easily ended up as a draw, even potentially even worse than that. So I think, I think there's still, certainly me, which won't come as a surprise to anyone who knows my usual optimism. Um, I was getting a little bit concerned um, in the first half. But I think it's going to take a while for me to stop thinking like that. Um, but we we were very patient, and I think that's something everyone has to get used to. We're not going to thrash everyone five 0 We're not going to put seven goals past every team that comes to the Etihad. It's but, not going to work. Like but it was that. it was never really in doubt, was it, Nick? Did you ever sit there? I know again you were at the game as you always always are. Did you actually sit there at any point thinking, "Oh God, this this might not be"? Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. It kind it kind of felt like the first game of the winter it was you know it was, it was getting dark the rain started pelting down the wind was blowing uh the first 60 minutes were a little bit disjointed i mean you're talking relative compared to to recent weeks but it was it was a little bit more disjointed than it has been um there were one or two slightly wobbly moments at the back when there was a little bit too much passing about that didn't quite go to the right place um but as i say it's 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 relative um we got the penalty uh it was never in doubt that that one was going to go in i say with my one eyebrow mm-hmm. raised and um second half the last half an hour we c- clicked into gear Otamendi scored exactly the right goal that we we wanted in that kind of a game just get it in the back of the net whatever way you can and after that it was fairly plain sailing but it, yeah a 
big difference from last year, I think, definitely. And what pleased you most, Sarah, from, from that performance then, sort of, uh, as, as the guys have already said, you know, we, we're battering teams four, five, six, seven. We played in midweek a tough game against Napoli in the Champions League and we still came out and, and you know, top of the league. <laughs> Five Absolutely. points difference, ten, ten, goal, ten goals, goal difference. It's, you know, what, what are you particularly pleased about this season? What is it you've seen that excites you particularly? Well, I think just to, I just want to go back to what Lisa said about the kind of constant anxiety we live with as City fans because sometimes you think it's only you that's completely neurotic unless we're 4-0 up with three minutes to go but actually every single City fan I've ever met feels like that and I think it'll take a long time to get rid of that but one of the things I've noticed this season is I don't panic quite as much as I used to when it's nil-nil after 35 minutes Mm. and so I think that that's one of the things that the team has developed is a a greater sense in us the fans that they they've got the the tools and the ability and the the kind of patience to win those sorts of games and Burnley are no mugs so I don't think any of it they haven't lost all season yeah Yeah. so I I think that's actually for me is quite a good indicator of where we are perhaps more so than beating Palace and and Stoke by big margins I should have said haven't lost away all season is is Mm. what I meant um so in in terms of the actual sort of um game itself like the they kind of we talked about the patience, but they kind of tired them out, didn't they? I mean, they sort of got to that seventieth minute, and when you have that amount of possession, you are going to tire teams out. You are absolutely, and it's, <coughs> it's clearly a key part of the way that City play is to. And I think Guardiola's instilled that sense in them that the patience is worth it because yeah. eventually you will tire them out, and you're too good as a team and individually to not make enough chances for you to be confident that you'll put at least one of them away. And I think that's what's different from managers in the past who might have talked about the need to be patient. Uh, I understand that the FA are not going to charge mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva for his ra- his theatricals. So, you know, with my devil's advocate hat on here, do we want to see City players... I'll come back to whether it's a penalty or not. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll do it now. I think there's no doubt it probably was a penalty. And the issue is not around that, but it's about... He, you know, he did kind of take off and it was a bit dying swan-like. And is that what we want to see? Or actually, do we need to do that to get to win a penalty? What, what, what's your view? I don't want to see it. But then I was having this discussion with my dad earlier and I said, but Raheem Sterling used to go down just not theatrically and get told he was diving all the time and get nothing. So I'm, I'm not condoning it. I don't think... It, I would not... I would like to think we won't, don't need to behave like that to get a penalty. I'm not saying we did. I'm not saying he needed to do that. But it's one of those ridiculous situations. We shouldn't really have to have the conversation. It was a penalty. But well, we do because it's, know. You know, it's, it's newsworthy. Because yeah. if you talk to Sean Dyche, your, your favourite voice manager of the year, you know, if you talk to Sean, he was not happy, was he? Even his kid wouldn't go over in the, in the garden. garden. So yeah. you, you, I, I know you're going to have a different view. That's why I'm coming to you now. I don't think it was particularly theatrical. Of course the, it was. He took off. The, I mean, I was, I was <laughs> a fair way away from the incident. Trampoline. Trampoline in ground. front of him, boing. And if you get if if you get your foot s- stuck underneath another person's leg, and you're then trying to make the next move, then actually you do tend to get to those fall sky down blue that, spectacles. I, I mean, I always do. I can't. I can't talk for everybody else, but when that happens to me, I, you know, I'm regularly diving. Like that. Let's let's have the sensible view here, Sarah. Come on, let's have a sensible well, view. Well, it was definitely a penalty. Yeah, and his foot working. wasn't just sort of trapped underneath it was distorted underneath the knee which I think 
you know, proves that it was a penalty. Um, it looked ridiculous. And whenever Ashley Young and others have done that in the past, I mean, for, for a whole range of reasons, I've been the first one to hurl abuse at the telly. And I, so I agree with Lisa. I don't really want to see City players doing that. Um, but I also agree that we've had some stonewall penalties not given to us for not perhaps exaggerating the fact that we've just been fouled. So... It's a, it's a kind of it's a difficult one, but on balance, I'd rather City players didn't look as if we uh, are so desperate that we'll do anything to get a penalty. And you talk. Go on, sorry, Nick, you're going to say something else. Well, I was going to just move on from that a little bit and just say that one thing that I noticed in you know we talk about whether they won, won the penalty and whether it was a little bit too much of gamesmanship uh, or not. You know the the Burnley keeper, Mister. Pope spent the first half an hour of the game wasting vast amounts of time every single time he had a goal kick. They were more than happy to waste time until they were down. They were more than happy to play the officials as much as as uh, they could. But you would, um, you know, if you're Burnley well, and you come fine. and say, you're going to do that, but, aren't you? That's... Well, you know, I don't want to make too much of a point of that. The the point I was going to go on to say was that this that once we scored, I felt that Burnley felt that they needed to come out and actually do something a bit more whereas last year what we what I thought we struggled with was that if we went a goal up then the opposition would still be happy to wait and to be sat there to park the bus until a couple of minutes to go just because they were expecting us to uh, to hand them something on a plate whether it was a defensive mistake or whatever but this year I don't think we are doing that and the other the opposition aren't able to rely on that happening so they came out a bit more. They gave us the opportunity to play a bit more and that eventually made the difference in the game, I thought. Mm. I, I also think what we were saying before about them getting exhausted by our passing, I, mean, mm. I think it's also mentally debilitating because Burnley are used to coming away with either a point or a win away from home at the moment and they work that way and they work hard and they get something from it. To work that hard and then concede a goal and to probably know what's coming next must... Mm as well as physically be mentally quite draining and a goal from a corner which we've touched mm, on already yeah. I mean mm. uh, that last season on the season before we had a, a problem with corners I seem to remember couldn't get in the box never mind score from I'd them, go but... and make a cup of tea when we got a corner yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> most of the time I was pretty confident nothing was going to come of it exactly just, just one other quick point on the penalty there's a sort of irony which is actually if you do the 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 dive and the artistic impression number that Bernardo might have done on Saturday in a way, you're almost less likely to get a penalty because there's so much attention being paid to diving. So yeah. it, as a bit of learning for him, he might think, actually, next time I'll just go down in a crumpled heap and hopefully that'll do the job. And, and were we confident that Sergio, and we'll come on to the, the, the record in a, in a second, but you know, his, his record recently hasn't been great, as we all know. So, so what was your view when you saw him stepping up to that? Do you think, no, don't take it? Or with the record, he acted, there was never any doubt. It was, He'd just stick him back up there and say, take, take the penalty, Sergio, presumably. I thought that he was going to score it because he's never let us down. When something really matters, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, he's never let us down. And I think he wanted it so much, I, I actually wasn't that worried. Good. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, um, I need to talk about sort of something else sort of quite quickly before we move on. Uh, and that's that our friends at Cancer Research have been in touch. Um, and they are holding uh, a UK's Tough 10 um, 
uh, epic 10k run in Manchester and, and they're wanting uh, City fans to get involved um, and they're asking you to, to sign up so, so if you're interested in this uh, to support cancer research you can sign up at cruk.org stroke tough 10 um, and uh, if you use the promotion code T-T-E-N-O-C-T you'll get a £5 discount, discount on the entry fee so that's our friends at cancer research are saying if you're interested in that and, uh, and please sign up and, and help them out um can we go on to sergio then because i think we we know what's coming next don't we um and just to remind people um eric brook um 177 goals and now sergio aguero 177 goals the, the, a quick reminder it, that it took eric brook 491 games and it's taken sergio just 262 um and before we move on, um, I popped in to see my dad this morning, um, knowing that this record had been uh, broken. I thought he is somebody at 97 years of age who has had the privilege of watching both them play, um, Eric Brook in the 30s and Sergio now. So I, I asked him a few questions, and uh, this is what he said. I want, I want to talk to you about Eric Brook, because you said you, you remember Eric Brook. Just to, right. to, so just tell me about Eric Brook, what you remember about Eric Brook. I remember, I remember Eric Brook in the, must, must have been the mid-30s. 10, 11, 12, 13, something like that. And uh, I, w- I went to Mania. I, I went uh, by myself on my bicycle and got into sixpence on the Kipax with no lid. And this fellow uh, was bought from Barnsley. And a couple of weeks later, Freddie Tilson arrived from Barnsley, his, his pal. And uh, they were both England internationals. And he, Eric Brook was a round-faced fair, uh, squat, uh, solidly built, and he had to kick like a mule. He really did. It was like like a mule. He was an outside left, but he scored a hell of a lot of goals by coming, by coming inside. Mm. And uh, one particular match, they played Sheffield Wednesday on a Saturday. Ha, ha, ha. Big joke. <laughs> uh, and uh, in those days, they played with the old ball, mm. which was leather, untreated, and at about 20 past four on a wet Saturday afternoon, it had a couple of pounds worth of water in it, and it was bloody heavy, not like this thing, that, like a feather that they play with today. Uh, and uh, I can recall him getting the ball just in the D, and he drew his foot back. I don't know where the Sheffield Wednesday fullbacks were. They'd gone absent. And he picked up this ball and he hit it. And he, uh, Smith and Sheffield Wednesday, the goalkeeper, I can, I can see this now. Smith caught it in his stomach, doubled over and went into the back of the net with the ball. That's <laughs> <laughs> extraordinary. Most extraordinary. So, so, the, so the power of the ball, basically, the, the, the shot took, took the keeper, the ball and the keeper into the back of the net and yeah, scored. Yeah. Just very quickly, just in terms of Aguero, and obviously the comparison, people are comparing the two. If you had, I know it's difficult, different sort of, you say, different ball, different conditions, different, different game, game, completely. But, but if you kind of had to do a comparison and, and say, you know, how good's Aguero against Brook, which, which, is, which do you prefer, if you like? Which would you say is your favourite player of the two, having seen them both? Well, in those days, and, and I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't compare. Yeah. I can't compare. They're both equally terrific players. Yeah. That's great. Thank you very much. Very good. 
So thanks very much, Dad. Um, amazing memory, actually. How he remembers the uh, Sheffield Wednesday keeper's name. Mm-hmm. Ask him what he had for his tea yesterday. Not got a bleeding clue, mm-hmm. but uh, remembers the nineteen thirty odd Sheffield Wednesday, and it was twenty past four. Brilliant. Um, so why, why has Sergio not had the recognition that he deserves? This is this is you know in terms of his fellow professionals, never been PFA Player of the Year. Rarely been. Has he ever been in the team? I don't know. He's ever been. No, he's never. ever been picked in the team. Which he has got to be one of the top three strikers in the Premier League. Henri, Shearer, Aguero. I'm just throwing those three out there. There might be others people might consider. But but do we understand? He is an absolute legend hero. You just said that, Sarah, earlier on. Why does he not get the recognition that, that we as City fans know he deserves? He's looking at me, so I'll, I'll answer. I don't know is the answer. But I, I think he... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best striker we, we've we've ever had at, at the club um, undoubtedly it, uh, potentially the best player although there'll be, there'll be lots of people who are who argue uh, argue with that um, but not just the quality of him but the sustained consistency for for, uh, for six years and personally I never expected him to be at the club for this long um, I thought he'd probably have moved back to somewhere like Spain by now. Um, obviously delighted that he hasn't. Um, but he's it, 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 he's a fabulous player. Personally, I've I see some elements of Maradona in him in the power, the 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 the, the running power, the the um, the the size of the guy's legs, just the way that he can uh, power pass people. He's got that speed in the first 10 20 yards um and he's scored so many goals over so many years for city why he's not got into into the to the pfa team one one year or another i don't know um but that that's not going to uh detract from the legendary status that he'll he'll always have at City. Yeah, I mean, it, I think most City fans would, would come up with a very similar answer to that. Now, you, can you throw any light on it, Sarah, yourself? Or are you kind of, in Nick's camera, we, as City fans, we just don't understand why he's never made it. It, well, it doesn't make sense to us, does it? No, it doesn't at all. I mean, in actual fact, it's a nonsense that he's never been in the team. Um, and, and, and any thoughts I give are just just guesses. You know, I can't say for a fact that this is why he's not got in it, but um, there's... I wonder sometimes whether it's something to do with him and his personality because he's not particularly a high-profile media figure. He very rarely does interviews. He's not 100% confident with speaking English. And I just wonder if he was a fancy pants on the telly all the time, happy to do the media sort of stuff to a greater extent than he would, he may have become more of a media darling. And we all know that ultimately decisions about whether you get into PFA teams and all the rest of it are hugely influenced by the media and the way that they portray things. I mean, I won't get into whether there's an anti-city agenda in the media because that's a big debating point. But I think I do think there's something in the fact that he's not perhaps as high profile personally as he other scored players. 177 goals well, it, exactly. for Manchester you, you City get, you, in 262 appearances. Yeah, How high a profile can well, you get than that? You, well, you get into the team based on your footballing ability, not your sense of humour and your good looks, don't you? Or at least you should, but, you know, I, I, I wonder. I think we're going to get three out of three, unless you're going <laughs> to yeah. come up with something I don't know. No, I, I have no idea. I, 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 re- I noticed a few weeks ago when, he was, when we were first talking about him 
about to being about to break this record and I, I heard Henri and I think it was someone else saying oh they couldn't understand how he'd never been in the team and I in the in the team of the year and I it's the first time I've ever heard someone outside City actually say that which I, th- I thought in itself was quite telling the fact that no one's actually pointed it out before when there's been a the list it's only City fans who say where's Aguero where's Silva we'll come on to that another time I'm sure yeah. but um I I do I do agree with Sarah to a certain extent. I wonder if it is partly his presence or lack of. Mm. But also, I'd have to look at every other team since he's been here to see who has got in there ahead of him. Mm. But like when you have a situation where you've got Harry Kane, for example, and and you know I don't like Spurs, but I can see that Harry Kane is a good player. But I think that um, his the fact that he's English. Yeah. makes a big difference now it shouldn't be the case at all but I think in situ- sometimes that is what happens it's like when when Dele Alli gets young player of the year and we have other players that may have sh- maybe should have been on that list in the past it's, sure. it's not just it's not just Aguero and but if if we're talking about Aguero I'm not having the presence Silva doesn't really either yeah. so it, there may be something in that but Aguero, yeah, I mean, you know, there are, he does tend to, he seems to get injured during the middle of the season fairly regularly. You know, yeah. there's always a November, December or January or something where he's, <coughs> he's not there for, for six weeks. Um, maybe he's not scored a huge number of very high profile goals in very, very big games. He scored but the most high profile goals. <laughs> But then again, Shut up. No, scored, no, 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 we're not going to have that. He scored the greatest Oi. goal in Premier League history. Correct. Yes. How, how profile can he get than look, that? I'm only. I'm, 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 what are you talking I, about? I don't agree with it. With it all, I'm just putting things out there. The other can thing, someone call an ambulance, please? I think we've got a thing, sick man in here. The, I, the is, only other thing I would say, look, he's my he's my all time hero. So let me just put that one to bed straight away. I think the other thing is that as a club and as a team, we have generally underperformed in the Champions League for a number of years mm-hmm. and he you know he's had one or two fantastic performances in the Champions League but he's not done that consistently either and I wouldn't blame him for that because I would say as as a team we haven't done that um, but those are just reasons why I would put it out there that okay. maybe that's why he's never got the recognition that he absolutely deserves the Sergio Aguero stand the Sergio Aguero statue bit premature for those conversations or not for someone of that sort of stature it's well, not finished yet to be fair yeah but when he when he breaks the record as he will he absolutely should it should be marked in some way whether it's a statue or something even more creative than that has been a bit done to death shame he's not scored but... many high profile goals no it, indeed really? yeah I can barely remember any of them exactly. <laughs> they're all tappings weren't maybe, they maybe you can tweet us if you can think of any high profile goals because Nick is struggling here it's at City Podcast let us know let us know your view we, we're really struggling here but we'll help you you up a minute yeah so, <laughs> so so yes of course we should we should definitely mark it because um you know nick's right he's a fantastic player there's i think at the moment or certainly until probably uh, kevin de bruyne has started working his magic this season and perhaps with some of the other new signings we've made for the last few years it's largely been a toss-up between uh, david silver and sergio as to with probably a bit of yaya thrown in for for people's favorite city player um and he's made a profound difference to the club, and so it should be marked definitely. Any thoughts on that? You, you, you a stand person? Should we have all four stands? You know, sort of the Lisa Rabinowitz stand, <laughs> the Sergio Aguero stand, the Colin Bell stand. Or I, I think it's, I, I think know. it's a bit too soon. Yeah. I think you know, he's let, let's you know, 
Colin Bell took a while for his to, to, to materialise. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be straight back after this. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about Burnley, 3-0 victory. Uh, we've talked a lot about the goals, uh, and particularly Aguero. Uh, let's talk about kind of defensively as well then, because it's another clean sheet. And uh, last season we were letting goals in. Uh, people were criticising us at the start of this season. We still have weaknesses at the back, but you know, it's, it's working, isn't it? What, what have you, what's pleased you most about City defensively this year, Lisa? John Stones is like a different player. He seems like a leader as well, which I hoped would be the case in the end. Didn't really look like it so much last season. But considering company isn't there, I don't like. I know we talked about this last week. You just wouldn't even. It doesn't even cross people's minds anymore, yeah. which is a really positive thing. But the and and for me, it was between Stones and and Delfino for Man of the Match on Saturday. I thought he, I thought Delph was certainly in the first half was outstanding. Not just defensively, every part of his game. He, I was reading in the match programme, he, he played left-back, of course, didn't he? Uh, in his early days mm. at Leeds and at Villa. I, I'd kind of forgotten that, really. Yeah, I was forgotten just that as well. a, but he, he talked about that, and he's, he's been in training at the end of last season. So, you know, Pep's obviously seen that in him, and mm. he's, he's been awesome, hasn't he? Delfino. He's been fantastic. This Brazilian yeah. signing we had that no one ever heard of. Yeah. You know, this, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame we only got to see a little bit of Mendy before he got injured, but... Um, and I, I suspect quite a few of us were slightly panicked at that moment, bearing in mind we didn't buy any other left-backs. Yeah, a few hands going up. Um, and I, I confess I didn't think that Delph was going to be the answer, but he's been brilliant. What he's shown is actually he's technically a very good footballer. He's fit, very fit, fast, and he, he, I think not only does he read the game well, but he clearly takes instructions very well because Guardiola's explained to him exactly how he wants to play left-back, and he's... he's you know, savvy enough to be able to do that. Um, I mean, completely agree with Lisa about Stones, different player, confidence levels, etc. are all... We knew he had the raw ingredients, but his confidence is clearly... Mm. Otamendi isn't freaking me out quite as much as he used to. But for me, the key is the goalkeeper. Mm. I think the fact that they've got a goalkeeper there who they trust and who they're confident that if the occasional time a team gets through, there's a reasonable chance he's going to save it is making a massive difference to their levels of confidence and the sort of willingness to play out from the back in the way that Guardiola wants them to. Uh, just for completeness, the one we haven't mentioned is Walker, um, who I think equally, a um, few people pulling faces, is, is, I think he's not really put many feet wrong. He, he's, he looks great going forward, of course. I suppose it's always that defensively is, I suppose, that the one criticism he's had. People have said at Spurs he couldn't cross the ball as well. I've not, not seen much evidence of that. He's had a few assists this year. But Walker also impressed you or you've got concerns about him? Uh, no, I think he's a really, really good player. I mean, one of the big highlights a couple of weeks ago in the Stoke game was the first goal and watching Walker make that 60-yard run. Um, inside uh, De Bruyne, which which really made made the, uh, the first goal, I think it was. Um, and I, I I love to see uh, um, a, a, a fullback make those kind of runs. Um, he looks very very good uh, defensively. Maybe he's not been put under a huge amount of pressure as yet, mm. but he looks more than up up for it and up to it. Um, this weekend. I think probably not his fault, but I would have liked to have seen him overlapping a bit more 
than he did, uh, particularly as Bernardo was playing on the right, but was very, very left. You know, he's only got one foot. He's got as much of a one foot on the left as Sterling has with his right foot. That was very clear. And I thought what he needed was to have uh, an overlapping man running down, down the right wing, which, for whatever reason, didn't quite happen as much as I hoped that it would. Um, and we've talked about... He's the- a great player. And he's really... He's sort of starting to look like he's really enjoying playing for... For City as well. And just picking up on what Sarah said, we talked the last couple of weeks about the keeper, but you've not been on for a couple of weeks. So I'm just keen to kind of get your spin again, having you know been regularly seeing him live between the sticks. Your, well, your, your spin on him and your, your view of him as a keeper. I think he's fantastic. Um, someone referred to on last week's podcast as Bravo is the false number one for the wrong reasons. Actually, Edison's a bit of a, of a false number one in that he, he's, he he plays much more with his feet than with his hands. And he's a great defender. I mean, his, his anticipation, his reading of the game is is great. He, you know, he's very brave, as we know. Um, and um, he is absolutely making the difference at the back, I think. All right, well, should we look forward then? Uh, but it's, it's a great look back at uh, an exciting win. Uh, it's still on top of the league now, sort of a bit of, bit of daylight between us and uh, the scum. So it's, uh, it's, it's looking positive and, and long may it continue. Uh, should we look forward to the League Cup then uh, on Tuesday night? Uh, we've got Wolverhampton Wanderers who are actually riding high at the top of the championship, mm-hmm. so they're no mugs. Um, big club. Uh, played them in, this, in the final, of course, and lost to them in 74. Um, so they'll be up for it. I think they've taken their full allocation of tickets. Um, I'm not sure. I think we're trying to promote, you know, it's half-term, bring the kids, you know, buy one, get one free, and all sorts of ways of, quite rightly, you know, it's the, these games are coming thick and fast, and uh, we probably won't fill the stadium. But uh, I suppose my question is not sort of how many changes he's going to make, but more likely, it's probably easier to start with, how many of the side that started on Saturday against Stoke do you think might start on Tuesday how many will he retain is it going to be eight nine changes is it going to be less than that because we've got another game in the Premier League on the Saturday and then we go away to, to Napoli on the following Tuesday so you know these games are coming thick and fast so how many of I know we don't know mm. we're speculating it's a podcast so thoughts I've, I've, I've had some thoughts someone said I saw someone said today it's going to be a completely all in you reckon yeah. it could be 11 I think Aguero might play though yeah. to I, get I, that I think he record ended, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right I think I wouldn't be. So you think it could be, say, 10? So you think as many as 10, then, you think, as many as that? I think he might need to keep one of the defenders in. <coughs> I think he might need to keep one of Stones or Otamendi in there. But otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if... It, I, I don't know, maybe Bernardo will play, but on the right side of the pitch. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Sarah, thoughts? And, 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 and it's about, sounds about right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think Lisa's right. I think Aguero will play. I think Bernardo will start as well. And I suspect two or three of those subs, the people who came on as subs on Saturday will Gundogan start. Yeah. I would imagine Gundogan has got to start, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about um, the youngsters? Which of the youngsters do you, do you want to say? I think Foden's away on England under-17 yeah. duty, so I don't think he's going to feature, which is a shame, because this is yeah. a perfect game for him. But it is. I believe he's a, I believe he's away with the England under-17 squad. And Brahim Diaz is injured. Diaz is injured. And he's yes. injured. Yes. 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 That's so very unfortunate. The two obvious ones were are not going to be available, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah. Because um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Because Wolves are playing good football. They're not, yeah. you know, they're they're sort of not playing in a kind of conventional Championship style way. So. I don't know what they might do because they've also got to think about a game at the weekend. So whether they'll play their usual team and see it as a chance if City are putting a weakened team out will yeah. be interesting to see. But I think it'll be a very open game. So, yeah. um, so 
I suppose we'll we'll see your mate Bravo, won't we? I, I think that's for sure, isn't he? You'll give him a run out. You'll enjoy that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's you know Bravo, Mangala, Yaya, Guntuan, Raheem Sterling. I guess will be back in. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I think we're on a bit of it's it's going to be a tough game. Uh, if he makes too many changes, then there's every chance that it's going to be a pretty tough game. Uh, and uh, it might not not go our way. Uh, I am making the journey up there tomorrow night for one reason and one reason only, which is to see Sergio Aguero break the record. So that's very unlikely to happen on that basis. <laughs> uh, but just to uh, avoid any more scurrilous rumours about my uh, love of the guy, that's why I'm going up there tomorrow. Good. Uh, it could be a fantastic game actually could be a really good game and i hope it is and i hope that there is a big crowd there uh, especially if he breaks the record um, mm. and i hope he does mm. it tomorrow night hope he does it at home uh, and that's going to be you know that's going to be the big thing on everybody's minds i suspect in a blue shirt you might see zinchenko at left back yeah and what about Tosin as well i mean there's, there's, yeah well i suppose he could do that with mangala i i just mm. i agree with nick though. i i think i to be honest with you i think a lot of this depends on how much we or Guardiola cares about going forward in this competition. I would be shocked if he didn't, just because it's not his. I don't think his mentality is to not. So care just be clear, which way you're saying you'd be shocked if he, if he if he's bothered about it. No, if he's, he's, I'd be shocked if he's not bothered right, about okay. it because not not because he thinks it's the competition to win, but just because just. It's for lots of reasons. It's not the right message to send to anybody. You put those players out because I don't care. You. You know, I'm putting out a completely changed team because I don't really care, which means I don't think you're going to win. But whatever happens, happens. I, I, and also, what what would a potentially bad loss at home do overall? I don't think that's because we all want to maintain the momentum. Mm, it's yeah. all you know. They all talk mm. about momentum. I'm no football manager, but mm. they all talk Absolutely. about momentum. Um, and at the same time, as fans, we want to win every competition, every game we play mm, in. Yeah. Mm. And I think it would be a shame. And and, and I think that it's, the point's already been made that Wolves are no mugs. You yeah. know, they're top of the championship, and, and they're, they're a decent. Yeah, side. and like Sarah said, they're playing decent football. Yeah. It's not like they're not they're not going to try and well, I hope they're not going to try and kick us off the park. So. Uh, does it go to penalty? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Extra time. So at least it wouldn't go to a replay because no. that's the last thing we need. Exactly. So they've got momentum of their own to maintain, haven't they? So yeah, and it's be, interesting. For them to be able to say they beat City Absolutely. would be a big message to their fans and the rest of the championship. So I suppose it's really intriguing to see what sides are put out. Very much so. Because I, I think the reality is, I don't think Guardiola would say he doesn't care about the League Cup, but... He's, he's definitely a, not. He's definitely could. not going to jeopardise our chances in the in the other three, in order to to sort of give ourselves a reasonable chance of winning the league cup. But I also agree with you. I think momentum is really important, and and you know a draw is no good tomorrow night because then you're chancing it on penalties. So yep. I think he will go for the win. Final word from you, Nick, before we move on. Well, the, the league cup's important in the sense that if. If you've got aspirations in the Champions League, then it almost always clashes with the FA Cup later in the competition, later in the in the season. So you 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 generally end up with either it's either a quarter final or or a semi final in the same week as a Champions League game. We've had that before. Um, so the League Cup's important. Um, you, you should never take going to Wembley for granted. I've always been saying that. Um, and we should be trying to win that competition. 
Okay, let's uh, look forward then very briefly to the following weekend. Uh, the mighty West Brom, who are sitting sort of, what, mid-table-ish, I think, aren't they? And uh, they're not sort of uh, exciting anybody, unless you're a mad West Brom. Anybody know any West Brom fans? What's that Adrian comedian? Charles. Adrian Charles. Adrian Charles. <laughs> and the comedian uh, who does uh, Room 101. Oh, yeah. What's his Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Well done. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, they are... Uh, well done. Welcome. If you're listening, Frank, um, we hope you have a good day. What's his name? Um, so, what's his name? Frank Skinner. Uh, so let's just very briefly look forward, forward to that and, and thoughts, reflections. Presumably, it's back to the strongest eleven, is it? We've just got to keep. We've got to keep piling on. Well, they've we? got the great Johnny Evans at the back, the yeah. man who we were desperate to sign. So they can't be, they can't be taken too lightly. You're right. On the other hand, we have won fourteen out of the last fifteen games against West Brom, and the other one we drew. Uh, there can't be many runs. Worse than that in, so we are in, in the league, there, in the league ever, <laughs> I suspect. 14 out of 15. Wow. Yeah. They had, um, I think Evans and Dawson were injured in the game against Southampton. So possibly he's good. they're going to lose two of their That's key players a, a very at the back. I don't know how a... badly they were injured. They may be fit for Saturday. but I hope it's really bad. He... <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they're in a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, but we might want to sign Johnny Evans again in January. <laughs> so I hope he gets better. He'll get better, but just for this weekend, let's hope they're better. Yeah, yeah it, seems, it seems an awful long way away, doesn't it, with, uh, with uh, these games coming so thick and fast. But uh, any thoughts on West Brom quickly before we move on to our Christmas special, just to remind everybody about? Yeah, I just I think it, uh, it won't be easy because they just like to bore the hell out of everybody. So I, I think it's just... We can say this about every game, though. Everyone is going to play us in such a way that they don't get battered. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, at the moment, though, we should we should beat them. Mm. We get we get to see Gareth Barry, yeah. which yeah. is nice. Yeah, yeah. Get mm. to meet him again, and we'll clap him. We won't yeah. boo. We won't boo Gareth. Will anybody Never. boo Gareth Barry no. coming no. back? No reason to. We'll give him a good a good welcome back. But they had uh, they had a poor result at the weekend. I think there was quite a lot of noise around Tony Poulis and how they're all sick to death of him. Yeah. Uh, mm. He won't care. He'll park the bus and want a nil-nil or a or a one-nil. Um, and uh, yeah, we've just got to go and go and do it again. All right. Well, let's let's very very briefly. We we, we introduced last week the exciting Christmas special that's coming your way very very soon, uh, where we are selecting our best ever one to eleven, and we came up, I think, with a, a gap for seven substitutes. Um, and just going around the table, just thoughts on maybe. Um, people to be considered we can have a joke one in there if you like as well so a, a funny one to get us all giggling but but ultimately thoughts on uh, the sort of players you might see featuring in that one to eleven best ever well i've got to start with colin bell haven't i really i'd be surprised if he's not in there he might be in there i think might, he might be, be in there. there just might be yeah. anyone with a stand named after them has got to have a good <laughs> got to have a good <laughs> chance, chance. haven't they <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, all right. You can think about a funny. I'll we'll think come, about tomorrow. I think about, about some, a funny one. Think, okay. You think Colin might make it? I think Colin might make it. Yeah, all right. Well, Whether he'd be on the subs bench, I don't know. <coughs> you, you, might, you might make the, the yeah. 18, mightn't he? The 18 man, man he squad. Might. Yeah, well, listen, let us know um, at City Podcast on Twitter and, and Facebook. Let us know some of the names that might be considered both in the Joke 11 and the uh, the final 18. Lisa, you had a go last week. You're back again this week. Thought mm-hmm. of any others that you, you, you're pitching for here? Yeah, Ali Benabia. Mm. Oh different i I mean it's it'd be very easy for me to just pick basically the entire current squad um but i think it's difficult to know how he would have been in a team like this but he was pretty Mm. pretty good to watch he was uh 
sixth anniversary today of mm. the six one. Mm. A, a, Good knowledge. A game changer for for City in many many ways. I'm going with Mario Balotelli. Are you really? For that wow. that game, that T-shirt, that season, <laughs> that one assist for Sergio's goal. It's quite uh, a memorable goal, isn't mm. it? That, that, any other memorable <laughs> goal? Of all the goals, I reckon that, that Mario Balotelli, that was probably that one, one of the more memorable yeah. ones. I think it was his only assist, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm right. I think it was. He, uh, and I'm pleased, actually, that in the last couple of years, he's, he's really started to do really well. I'm not sure how he's doing this season, but I know the last couple of years he's, he's been playing really well, which I'm, uh, I'm pleased about. He finally grew up and made the most of his his potential uh but yeah a fantastic guy and he in that that season 11 12 is probably the most exciting uh ever uh and he was a big part of it for lots of lots of reasons i'm just going to throw mine in and it's actually having spent time with my dad today um it's the great peter doherty which unfortunately nobody will remember probably um but if you talk to anybody of his generation you know and even if you talk about colin bell he'll say peter doherty ahead of colin bell so i'm going to pitch him and as i'm probably going to get the casting vote i suspect peter doherty's going to make it into the 11 but, uh, anybody thought of any any ones that'll just make us smile before we go any sort of names from the past that we might just uh no yeah okay ben thatcher Dozens of them. <laughs> Lee Bradbury. Lee, Lee Bradbury. <laughs> Lee <Bradbury. laughs> Absolutely. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great show. Uh, excellent debut. Sarah Messenger, you'll be back, I'm sure. So thank you very much for joining us. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Good stuff. Lisa Rabinowitz, thank you. Um, and to Nick Goldstone. Thank you, Nick. Um, this is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.